everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and that you're listening. If this is your first time listening, I want to extend a very special welcome to you. I know you're going to enjoy today's conversation with Bradley Agather. Before we dive in, I wanted to share a few updates in regard to the podcast because we have so many exciting things happening this spring and summer. As you all will have noticed, our Friday favorite episodes are continuing to go live. This month in March, we are wrapping up our mini-series at the end of this month as we've been highlighting the Southern Sea Summit, which is a conference I attended in February, and it was so instructive in really thinking about this podcast being a business that I wanted to highlight it. I wanted to highlight it by interviewing other attendees and friends of mine who were there and hear about their takeaways and what the experience was like for them. So those of you who have been listening, you know it's a really great way to just enjoy, listen for 30 minutes, and there's tons of different takeaways, lots of different industries and individuals represented. So please do check it out and enjoy. You guys, I also want to highlight, we have an option for you to support the podcast monthly. So many of our listeners are extremely generous and already have begun to do so, but I cannot thank you enough for the encouragement and boost that brings myself and my team for us to continue to provide these episodes for you weekly. It's really exciting. We have a lot of different brands and sponsorships that we have coming up that we're eager to highlight, but that monthly support from listeners goes so far and you can find the link to support in our bio. Well, you guys, if you have not listened to an episode of HSDT, I would encourage you to check out our library after this episode. And might I even suggest heading over to episode 40, where you will hear the Mirren Crosby ladies discuss their brand and business, which, uh, oh, by the way, those are Bradley's sister-in-laws. Here is Bradley Agather on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Bradley Agatha Means, is a creative consultant based in Dallas, Texas. As a former fashion editor, Bradley has a discerning and considered approach to style. Alongside her editorial work, Bradley partners with corporations to provide creative marketing services and offers styling and tabletop curation to individuals. Bradley is an avid traveler with a passion for art and delicious food when she isn't overseeing new articles for her website, styling clients, creating elevated curated shopping lists for our enjoyment, or guiding corporations through product design. She is likely spending time with her family, which includes her husband and darling son. Bradley, welcome to How'd She Do That? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Quite an intro. I'm so flattered. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, I am so excited that you're here. I could have likely kept talking to you before hitting record. I am so excited that you're joining us today. And I have to admit, you have come highly suggested from listeners. So I think there's a lot of ladies who are excited to hear your voice today. Well, like I said, I'm just so flattered and honored that you thought of me and excited to do this. Thank 
Thank you. Oh, well, awesome. I'm eager to dive in because as I was updating all of my info on you, I'm like, wait, she's done this, she's done that. I'd love to hear just kind of from the beginning, let's get to know you a bit. Maybe tell us where you went to school and what you majored in. Sure. Okay. I um I went to the University of Texas in Austin and I majored in corporate communications. Uh, and where are you from originally? Dallas. Okay, so you are from Dallas, headed mm-hmm. uh, to Austin, and decided to step into this communication major. At that season of life, what were you thinking you were going to be doing post-grad? I wish I had an answer. I don't even know what I – I don't think I knew what I wanted to do when I got to school. I think <sighs> – to be honest, I really think a major, you know, I look back, I, I loved school. I'm such a dork. I love reading <laughs> and taking tests and studying and learning. Um, I loved being a student. So I think, you know, looking back, I, I got a little nervous when I was applying and I got into UT and I thought corporate communication sounds like a, a good idea. Let's just do that, you know? And looking back, like, I think it really, I should have, um, I mean, listen, it was a great decision. It's been just fine. But I think that because I loved school so much, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, unless you have a clear path to being a doctor or Mm -hmm. a lawyer, you know, that's what you want to do. Like, I think that, you know, school, you should pick something that, that you just enjoy and you are interested to learn about because I think the rest, um, you know, takes care of itself. So corporate communications was great, but, um, I don't think I, I don't, I didn't choose it knowing, um, you know, that I wanted a specific job. Well, that's such a refreshing kind of point of view too, for those of you who are listening who are recent grads or you're stepping into the college season. I love the thought of, hey, check out the majors, see what it is, what you want to learn more about. How did you kind of decipher, were there internships in college? What kind of helped you know what post-grad might look like? My biggest like life-changing definitely um, changed, you know, the rest of everything was Mm -hmm. um, an internship that I got in college junior year. Yeah. Junior year, summer um, between junior and senior year. And I went, um, I went to New York and I um, worked at Teen Vogue and it was, that's when I had a very clear idea. This is what I want to do. Editorial work, fashion, creative. That was really the the life changer there. Oh my gosh. It's so fun to think of you stepping into that as a junior in college, heading to New York. And that's the dream for many young ladies to think, oh, I want to go to Teen Vogue. What was the connect? How did you find yourself in that role? And what kind of opened that door for you to take on that internship? Connected with Taylor Tomasi Hill, who has definitely, I mean, she is was my first boss, oh. still a mentor to me today, a huge inspiration. I always tell her, I mean, like, I will take out your trash for you when you are <laughs> 75, 80, whatever. I'm I'm your girl. Um, I'll do just about anything for Taylor. I just think that she really, yeah, I mean, she changed the game for me. But I connected with her through a friend and she said, yes, come on up. Let's, you know. Let's do an internship. And so I was um, I was in the fashion closet. It was very much the era of the hills yes. right when they were doing, I think it was the same summer and everybody, I remember I would like run into people and they would ask me about the internship and they would be like, 
you know, do you have like a desk? And I'm like, we do not have desks. <laughs> like, I don't know what, no, that's not how it's, that's not what it looks like here. We're in this fashion closet, schlepping, running up and down the subway. I mean, yeah, so it wasn't quite as glamorous and nothing, nothing about the fashion industry is, I don't think, but, um, but teaches you so much. And it was just the best, best summer. And I loved it. And I learned so much. Oh my gosh. Now, okay. It was a summer internship. So you come back for your senior year. Are you, is there a fire under you to get back to New York? What did senior year look like for you as you're thinking about graduating? I, yes. I mean, I was definitely, it was so nice to just have a, have had that experience. You know, I think all jobs, whether they teach you you know, what you want to do or, you know, just as important, you know, what you don't want to do. Yeah. And I think that having a a clear understanding of, oh, I loved working there. It was just like the hardest I've ever worked. I learned so much and I really want to do this. Um, it's motivating. You know, I think that senior year I was motivated to um, to work harder and just develop, keep developing relationships with people that I, that were in that industry to kind of figure out what my next step was. And the next step was, um, I connected back with Taylor and she put me in touch with a friend of hers that was working at W magazine at the time. And so I, um, I worked there just right out of college, um, quickly, uh, for a little bit before coming, coming back to Dallas. And, um, and I was doing the blog the whole, the whole time during this. So (laughs) it's so fun. It's so fun to think about you kind of stepping into the season of New York, which was somewhat brief, it sounds like. And then you move back to Texas. What was the draw back home and what were you looking to step into when you got back to Dallas? I think the draw back to Texas is at the end of the day, I'm a homebody and I, I love I love Texas and I love my family and I just, um, I think I was a little bit homesick and I decided that it was, you know, the right time to come back. And just looking back, it was like, you know, it was a great decision. Like, I think that that's, that's what was right for me then. And, um, I still, I stayed in touch with Taylor and I, I really wanted, you know, I focused on, was focusing on the blog, but again, like at the time the blog was a 4am thing for me. It not, I'm, <laughs> I would get up, um, really, really early and I would like write these blog posts and then come back from work at the end of the day and like pull out my laptop and get back on it and write some more. Oh. Um, and I wasn't until I'm trying to think like what year, but it, it was, I was working at F at what was previously known as FD uh, magazine, which is the Dallas morning news. And I was fashion editor there. I think it was right or like probably about three years in and I decided, okay, I think I'm ready to do the blog full time, which I never would have imagined it could have ever been that, but it was, it was time. Oh my goodness. Now with the blog, tell us this because you, to me, I consider you one of the original bloggers that I've enjoyed getting to know on social. And I know so many of my listeners would say the same. The The blog, it sounds like that was originally a side idea, side, not even a side hustle, just kind of a passion project. What, what, what did it look like for you to even get it off the ground? Because this was not when blogs were all over the place. Was it a conversation in New York that you had with someone? What what kind of lit 
the the thought, hey, I want to start a blog. What, what was that original idea? So the original idea, actually, I started the blog with um, one of my very best friends who oh, wow. um, her grandmother's name was Luella June. Oh. And that's where the name came from. I yes. People have asked me that before, but there you go. That's that's where it came from. <laughs> um, and it was really just, we actually started it. I think I wrote my first post like the day after college graduation. Oh and it was gosh. really, you know, I have always loved reading and writing. And, you know, I've also loved fashion and shopping. And so <laughs> this was like the perfect blend of both for me. And I definitely, at the beginning, I would not call it a side hustle because I didn't know it was a hobby. It was definitely a hobby and something that I really enjoyed doing and a creative outlet for me. Um, The side hustle, you know, I didn't know at the time, I didn't know that I could ever make any money doing it. So um, it didn't become a side hustle until I knew that I, there was money to be made. Um, But my best friend, you know, she's since gone on to become a wildly successful interior designer and she owns a furniture company. So, I mean, she's amazing. And, um, but I just kept it going and I, I don't know, I was this crazy lady doing these (laughs) 4am blog posts, hoping that somebody was reading them. (laughs) And, um, you know, I still, I always say, I was like, I knew my mom was and (laughs) my sister, you know, would chime in occasionally. And so I thought, well, that's good enough for me. (laughs) And, um, I think it was, I remember it was Super Bowl. It was when the Super Bowl was in Dallas that year. And it was oh. icing over. I just remember this so vividly. And I got this call from Amber Vins, yes, who's now Amber Box. And she said, so my boyfriend and I have this idea <laughs> about how you could make money from your blog. And I was oh. like, what are you talking about? I mean, I thought she was a little bit crazy. And I thought, well... Okay, here's my social security number. Why not? I'll just try it. And um, I mean, that, like, I just, I owe Amber so much just thinking about how, I mean, that she has really changed the game for so many people. But for me, especially because, I mean, she's, it, that, that moment changed everything for me. I mean, knowing that I could, you know, earn money doing it and not just, you know, at the beginning, it's like a lemonade stand. That's what we right. used to call it. My dad used to be like, yeah, your lemonade stand. And <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, and it was just kind of like this fun, yeah, like a side hustle. And then it became a real hustle. And like wow. to like, just looking back and thinking, gosh, this is a, at the time I had no idea that it could ever be a full-time job um, and that I could do that full-time and make money and make a full, you know, a salary. Um, But that's reward style for you. So yeah, I'm so grateful. Oh, that's so cool. And it's so fun to know that you were there at that specific timing to be able to say, okay, yes, of course, I'm going to give it a try. Let's see what this looks like. And then to be there at the ground. And of course, we all know what Bradley's talking about now, but gosh, to think of that season, do you remember what year was that? It was definitely the beginning. I have asked Amber this before she has told me that I was, it's the year that, whatever year it started, that was the year that she called. Because I know that I was one of the, uh, one of the first people that, that signed up and said, okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so fun to think about. And tell me this, because you mentioned you were a fashion editor in Dallas and that's actually the role you left to take on the blog full-time. Is that correct? 
Correct. Okay. And what else is going on in your personal life at this point? Because we know that you have a son, you're married now. Are you just in Dallas as the single life? What what was happening in your personal life as you think, okay, I think I might blog full time. (laughs) I was at the beginning, you know, when Amber like that, when Amber called, (laughs) I, um, I was dating my now husband. Okay. Um, we were long distance. We did long distance the whole time we dated. Oh. Um, it was just so funny. And um, until we, yeah, I guess he proposed and then moved to Dallas um, a couple of months before we got married. Oh. Um, but we, okay, I'm trying to think we, when I left to do it full time, we were married. Okay. We were married at that point. Um, and I just, you know, I think that I still, I mean, I was still waking up super early and I'm a morning person. So I guess I was still waking up super early to, to start the job and do the work. But, um, I think it was nice to be able to have a little more flexibility. Um, when I wasn't doing it, like when I wasn't going to do a, a full-time job plus right. the blog, um, because what I think a lot of people don't realize is that running this blog and like what it's, what it's turned into, I mean, it's a full time job. But it's changed so much. I'd be curious to know what, as you're stepping in, you're newly married and this blog is now your full-time role. It's kind of the early days, but what did a day in the life at that point look like for you? What were you doing? You were sharing posts, you were thinking of creative ideas, but what did a kind of day in the life, if you can even think back that far, what was it that you were up to in the day-to-day grind of the original, like really one of the originals? Instagram was around. It wasn't, you know, as big as it is now. Um, but I would say that it was it's still, I mean, a lot of it's still the same in that I'm, I'm getting up, you know, I, it's a job job. I treat it like a job. I get up. I don't, you know, like just wear pajamas to work. Like I get dressed like as if I'm going into an office. I think I take that part of it pretty seriously, which just sort of gets me in a mode um, to sit down and focus on the writing and um, the calendar. Um, I think that, you know, at the time I did not have George, my son. And so a lot more late nights, I guess I would say, because I could, you know, kind of, I could stay up late and do it, or I could get up early and do it. And, um, was really just my main focus. Do you remember perhaps a, a post or a story that went over really well that you were surprised by that was maybe one of those first, wow, this is a big hit and people are actually here and reading and really engaged in what I'm sharing? You know, I can't think of a specific post, but I will say, and I continue to be so surprised and flattered really. Um, I had, I started a a collage post the very beginning of the blog. I mean, like when it was still blog spot and I would do it once a week. Um, it's called the punch list and it's every Thursday. And I, I don't know, I sort of, I just didn't realize, um, that people liked it as much as they did. Um, (laughs) and I, I took it away for a minute, like just thinking, cause I didn't really know. I was like, well, I don't know if they even need this. Like, I'm just going to focus more on like the posts that I'm writing. Cause the, the punch list, it's a, it's a collage. It's just a collage. It's things I like, um, whether like from, you know, the pencils I'm using to a cashmere sweater or a beauty product. I mean, it's just a collage of, um, the items and, but no words. I don't, 
write about them. I just put them all in this collage format. And I remembered, I thought, well, nobody's really, I don't even know if people like this. I took it away for a minute and the emails and the DMs that I got, um, I brought it back really quickly. I think I saw, I missed, you know, a couple of weeks there, but um, that to me really, I thought, gosh, people really enjoy they enjoy this. To get the feedback and to be able to say, mm-hmm. okay, you guys are loving this. This is a creative kind of element and to be able to bring it back so quick and, and think, okay, people love this. No, I'm curious because one of the themes that I'm hearing within your amazing story thus far is the the love of learning and the love of reading and writing. And my my thought here is as you're stepping out, and, and I think one of the coolest things about chatting with you today is the, the timeline, the specifics of, of early days. I mean, you were really kind of uh, on the forefront of blogging. And of course, you you provide so many more different entities to clients now. But in those early days, wh- what was it that you were learning? I mean, you were learning how to do a website. You were learning how to do a newsletter. What what were some of those early things that, that maybe we wouldn't know behind the scenes you were figuring out along the way? At the beginning, and I mean, still today, I mean, Google is my best friend. I had all <laughs> kinds of questions. And if I didn't um, know who to call, I Googled it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is I I taught myself how to use Photoshop. I did not learn that in school. Mm. Um, so the punch list and all of these other collages and any sort of photo editing that I was doing, that was all Photoshop. And I... I just got on, Googled it. I took some online courses by myself at, you know, two in the morning or whatever. (laughs) And just, um, that was really, that's kind of what you have to do. I think when you're working by yourself for yourself, um, you're figuring it out as you go. Um, I think that you just pointed this out again, but like I said, I love to, I'm a student and I think Mm -hmm. that that's true within this job now. I'm constantly um, reading. I think it's so important to stay up to date on anything that's going on. And that means not just, of course, at the time, and still, I mean, I'm a voracious reader of, you know, blogs and magazines and um, on moda and shopping and staying up to date, all of that. But it's also reading the paper and Mm. um, just learning however you can, making sure to take it all in because it just, it matters and um, just being knowledgeable. Mm, And keeping up with so much. I mean, to see what you've created, to see your eye for style, it's obvious that it's influenced by so many different entities, right? Your travel, your lifestyle, uh, your beautiful tablescapes, all of these different things to know that you are continuing to learn and allowing that inspiration to come in is really, really cool. Well, I would love to know this because in those early days, and I I know that um, making this a business Business, which obviously you've done, uh, you know, it's taken years. But in those early days, what did the different forms of income kind of look like for your blog? I think, um, you know, in the early days, it was reward style. Wow. That was really, that's where the the income um, came from. And it was, I remember, you know, at the very beginning, and I think this is still the case, but you got, you didn't get a check until you reached a hundred dollars. And I remember reaching a hundred dollars. It was like, Oh, I'm getting a check. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, from there it just, um, it grows. And so I think, um, 
that you know that's why I said I think I guess it's LTK now is what um, the new name, but that was really the main form, main source of income. As you're stepping out and as you're kind of doing this, there's kind of a middle mark, I would guess, as to where you are now versus the very beginning. Is there a time that you can remember maybe it was a comment or or maybe it was um, you know, a writer reaching out or or some publication that maybe wanted to pick you up? Was there a time that you thought, okay, I'm on to something and this this is really taking off for me? I think really, you know, I thought about this today when I, when you told me this was kind of one of the things you might ask. I, <laughs> I really don't have a specific moment that was this wow moment. I would say that there are so many small moments. Mm. I am constantly surprised and grateful that people are still following along with me, that they want to know what I have to say about um, something, whether that's where to travel or the best mascara to buy, <laughs> um, whatever it is. I'm, I think, just staying grateful and like listening to what people um, are telling you about what you're doing is. Um, those are the moments for me. It's when somebody recognizes me on, you know, on the street, oh. wherever it is, and says something to me. I am so. I'm still, I really, I really do. I told you this beginning, but I really still write this blog as if it's just my mom and my little sister reading it. And I know, you know, I know that there are other people reading it. My dad reads it too. I don't want to throw him under the bus. He definitely <laughs> reads it. He's a great support system for me. Um, so I, you know, I'm still, I think knowing that there are people out there that are reading it and following along and care about it. Um, those are my moments. I think that's really, that's what it's about. Oh, well, it's really fun too, to hear that that has happened, that people are like, uh, Bradley, hello on the streets and whatnot. I hope to be one of those people someday to be able to say hello and, and, and thank oh, you. I'd and love to run into you. And thank you in person for, for the fun and beauty that you provide. Um, and, and I think too, I really, I'm really curious as to what your thoughts are on this, but many of us, I mean, we followed you for years. We've seen what you're doing. We love your style. We love your eye. And it, it's so so timeless and yet elevated is my experience with with your style and your eye and what you share where do you think this because some people love fashion right some people love fashion but they love fashion and not everyone else loves their fashion or style where do you think this eye comes from and is there any suggestions you can give us to for us to to gain some of that for ourselves because i just think your style is so spot on and i'd be curious to know wh wh where does this inspiration come from what do you credit your eye well thank you so much such a compliment <laughs> so true i you know i grew up with a mom who loves clothes. She loves fashion. She has amazing style, mm. um, colorful and bright. And, um, I think that being around, being around that, of course, has been a great influence to me. Mm. Um, you know, and that's where it started, but I would say that a lot, you know, some of it's innate. I think you're born with some people are born with, you know, everyone's born with their own eye and what they like, um, what they don't. But I think that, it's the people, the jobs, being in New York, the traveling um, have definitely 
trained my eye. Um, I think that, I think at the end of the day, you know, like I really, I'm, you, it's about staying true to your own style. And I mm -hmm. am, I wouldn't ever call my style trendy. Um, I really, I kind of stick to what I like and, mm -hmm. um, those, you know, happen to be, you know, classic, classic things, but I really, I, I'm, I'm all about a mix. I always have liked, I don't ever like anything that's too straightforward. You know, something needs to be a little bit, um, a little bit off, you know, maybe it's a, <laughs> uh, an extra bracelet that I put on, or it's a color that doesn't necessarily match, um, or mix, but, um, but just gives it a little bit of, some edge. Um, I think it's just, you know, I think again, it's like, it's everything that you're around all day, movies and, mm. um, Instagram now, gosh, I'm totally inspired by so many people on Instagram, um, mm. Pinterest. And I mean, all of those things, you know, inspiring my style. Well, it just keeps, it continues to go back to learning and just being a, a never ending kind of sponge, which is something yes. I'm really taking away from this conversation that I'm loving about you is that inspiration continues to flow. And through you, it comes back to us, which I think is really cool. No. I'm really curious about this because the timeline, so it, it was kind of a quick turnaround. And I love hearing about your experience in New York and really kicking things off in fashion there, moving to Dallas, and fairly quickly being able to step into a full-time role with the original blog. When did you step away from Luella and June and, and make it more of a brand specific to you? Was that the next step or was there something in between? No, that was definitely the next step. I would say, you know, I never stepped away from Llewellyn June. I had a moment where I realized that I was, okay, this is like, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of, I've reached a point where I can either, you know, I'm, I'm not going to quit now. So <laughs> I think it's, you know, figuring out, I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to stick this out, it's time to do a rebrand. And I think that, you know, you never know this when you get started, but um, I always think there was a disconnect between Llewellyn June mm. and my Instagram was Beagather, Bagather, whatever. Yes, <laughs> you call it, you know. And that's where I think that, like, from a branding perspective, that's so important that those two match, that they make sense, that they're one. And I think that that was kind of the, that was the disconnect. Um, and so when I well, okay, here I am 10 yep. years later and we're still doing this and <laughs> um, people still care. Am I still even relevant? I mean, you know, figuring that I talked to a lot of people. I mean, I called so many of my mentors. Amber was one of them, you know, and I just sort of talked this out like, okay, what am I doing? Like, yeah. what's my next step? And um, it was really clear that it was to continue on my path, but to to pivot a little bit and um, focus on redoing the website, um, really make it invest in myself and invest in this website, mm. um, to make it what, what I, what I had always wanted it to be and just, um, more my own brand, mm. I guess, even though the, it was still my own brand with well and June, it just like, wasn't, it wasn't it needed to evolve like I had. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so fun to think about this too, because I think often when women start something or when I speak with listeners, you know, it's like, well, I have to start this and this has to be it forever. This is it. And it has to be perfect now. And, and just the room of, no, you've been doing this for 10 years. There's something that you want to shift. You want to make this more streamlined. And I love what you just said, invest back into yourself. What did it look like? I'm, I'm sure, did you find a web designer and, and went through the whole branding process with a team? Who was there to kind of help guide and assist during that big shift? So... I have worked with um, a lovely lady <laughs> by the name of Hannah Seabrook, and she, wow. um, her company and her Instagram is Gadabout, and I have worked with her since I was 23. She did a birthday invitation for me oh for my, my 23rd birthday, um, and she and I have stuck together ever since. Um, so she has done many, you know, refresh, I guess I would call them refreshes on Lowell and June. Um, just like, because it's like, that's the thing about this job is I am the blog. The blog is me, I guess is what I would say. And so it's like, they're one in the same. So as I grow and my style changes, um, evolves that the blog has to, too, the website does. So, um, you know, I called her this time and I was like, okay, it's time. This is maybe the last one, but it's time to do it <laughs> again. Oh. <laughs> and so um, we, you know, we started on this new project. And um, as far as the branding, you know, there's like, there's one thing I know, and and that's what, that's myself. And that's what I wanted this to look like. I was very, very clear on my point of view for this website. And mm. so gathering, um, imagery, mood imagery, brand imagery, um, the, you know, certain words that are on brand and Mm. just the entire vibe, the whole package that, you know, I'm super visual and, um, Hannah, obviously, you know, she's creative. She is too. And so that is sort of the language, you know, that, that we communicate in. she just gets it. Um, and so, but, you know, I'm, sending her all of those assets, um, was kind of the, the starting point. And then from there, um, you know, just figuring, I knew it was going to be my name and then figuring out, you know, even like just down to, you know, the details, like the, I mean, brand colors and certain fonts and, um, approaching it, I think like, and using, you know, everything that I learned from Llewellyn June, but also using what, using my DMs. I mean, mm. what people had told me that wow. they want to hear from me, um, want, want to get from the blog, like what they're interested in. And I think that, um, you know, that one of the hardest things about this job and is just that there is no boss. Um, I'm somebody, you know, I really, I like feedback. I love feedback. I thrive on it. Yeah. Um, I want someone to tell me when I'm, when I'm not doing a good job and, you know, when I am. And I think when, you work for yourself, there's, you can miss that a little bit. Um, and mm. so I'm always grateful for the emails or the DMs from followers because it's so helpful. I mean, it, it's kind of a, a, a good way to check myself, you know, and figure mm. out um, what's working and what isn't. 
That's so cool. I've never thought of it that way. And as the the podcast grows, I'm going to be thinking of you, Bradley, because I love, I receive feedback as well. And it's new to me. We're, we're up and running for about two years now, but to get that feedback and to really be able to take it to the next place, you are able to do so in the rebranding and ultimately almost like the relaunch, the the rebirth of Bradley Agatha yeah. at, at this point.com. And so to think of you being able to hear back from folks and interesting, I love what you just put together and you don't have a boss. And it's not as though you're the followers and, and the, as if they're the boss, but that feedback is so key for you to be able to go to Hannah and say, hey, they love this. Hey, we want to change this. So to think yes. of you doing that, it's like, that is so cool to know that that's a part of your brand, that that the voices of those who love engaging with you, love what you're doing, we're able to say, hey, we, we love this and, and keep it up. I think that, you know, it's really about um, the only way that you can make this job mm. a job, a, a J-O-B is what we thought. <laughs> it's, you know, as if you treat it like a job. Yeah. And so I think that having, figuring out what success is to you and how do you measure it. And so that, you know, is using using the tools that you have. So that's, I do check-ins with, um, I, saw, I feel like I'm aging myself when I say reward style. No. It's LTK, but you know, <laughs> know. LTK. You're an OG. Um, You're an original. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have check-ins with my LTK account rep to, to figure out, you know, just like, you know, what are people clicking on? What do they like? What's resonating? Um, looking at the analytics, using that, um, really being strategic about that, um, is so important. And then, um, connecting and engaging with followers. Um, it's really, you know, that's what it's using that information and having that, you know, that and putting it, towards the website or um, just into your daily practice, being aware of it is what is going to turn this into a real job, you know, and that's what, I mean, that's what it did for me. Mm. Well, and I love too, what you just said is to treat it like a job. So those of you who are listening, you've got this project or this hobby that you enjoy. Why not take Bradley's advice treat it like a job <laughs> so it can become a job and i'm taking that yeah. i'm taking that from this conversation as well bradley so so thank you because i think that's that's something that a lot of women they step out and they try to do something but if you don't treat it like a job if you don't treat it like a business it's going to stay in that hobby level of of life you know and season yes take yourself seriously take the job seriously yes 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 i love it oh my goodness yeah. well it's so fun it's so fun to hear the details it's so cool to hear about the timeline that you were able to step into all that you've done and i love hearing about the inspiration of your style and all that we see but i would love to know is there maybe an instance in your career that maybe you'd say failure helped actually shape it? I mean, listen, I fail all the time. I mess up <laughs> all the time. I promise you. Um, I think that it's, again, it's it's little failures. It's small ones. Um, it's big ones, but it's, it's just, I think it's, I would say that one of like the things that I had to learn, you know, is learning to say no. Um, Ooh, yeah. I think that, you know, in this industry, figuring out that, followers are only going to stick with me if they believe what I'm saying. Mm. And so for me, that means saying no to 
brands, collaborations, ads that are not right for me. Mm. Because if I if I don't believe myself, if I'm not someone that shops there or buys this, um, my followers surely aren't. And so, you know, it's saying no to probably, it's like saying no to quick cash, I guess. And mm. then, but knowing that, you know, cause you're in this for the long run. Mm. Cause I'm, I mean, gosh, the followers, they, they're so smart and they <laughs> will pick up on it immediately. I mean, they know me, especially the ones that have been around, um, for as long as some of them have, I mean, they know me and they will be the first to know that, that I don't, you know, that it's not really something that I, um, that I would buy or something that I would wear or, mm. um, they pick so up I on just, it. I've, you know, definitely I've done that in the past. Like I've had sometimes where I've had to learn that like, this is not, it's you know just to say no to ones that are not quite right. Mm, that's great advice. And, and again, just, I'm, I'm literally over here taking notes. (laughs) So another note for me on basically thinking, yeah, where can I step away from potential failure, which would be have clarity on, on what it is we're sharing, who we are. And I love that you've done that to, to grow all that you have now. Well, this is a question that I always love to ask guests, and I have been so eager to hear your thoughts. And I do give a little warning. It's a bit of a loaded question, but I would love to know what would you consider the greatest lesson that you have learned? I've learned a lot. I mean, there's a bunch, but I would (laughs) say that um, one of my favorite people, mentors, um, Mary Vos, she is a Dallas, um, Dallasite who owns a store called, well, she owns several stores, Cabana and then Canary. Um, and she, I was at lunch with her one day and she told me, she said she had started a website, um, for the stores. And she said, you know, if you build it, they don't necessarily come. It doesn't Mm. work like that. And I think that I always think about that because it's, I built, I mean, just because I built this big, beautiful website and it's Mm. everything I wanted it to be like, now what, you know, you have to keep, I built it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone, they might show up on the first day, but then what it's, you have to build it and then keep on building it and Mm. keep on working at it. Um, cause, because if you don't, I mean, then what is it? You know, no one, no one's going to keep coming. Yes. So I think that that has been um, a great lesson. I think of, you know, it's, that's a, a lesson for, I mean, for the entire time I've been working, but especially over the last um, almost, I guess my new website launched in September. So, you know, wow. six months, but I think just really remembering that, like, I mean, I think of all the work and all the time it took to, to get, to get it up, just mm-hmm. to get it launched. And I remember my husband looking at me, he goes like, so now what? And I was like, oh. yeah, exactly. Now what? <laughs> okay. So it's live. And I was like, now I have to keep on going. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just think keeping that always like knowing that just cause you build, it doesn't mean they're going to come. Like you've got to keep on building. What are you learning now? Would that kind of be your response to that question? Just continuing on right now? I mean, so much. I'm learning to be a mom to a two-year-old. That Aww. would be um, one of my biggest lessons right now, constantly <laughs> learning all the time there. Um, Google is also my best friend <laughs> still. I'm like Googling things all the time. Um, but I would say, you know, over the last four months, like one of the biggest changes um, 
And I guess this could be maybe a, a wow moment for me. Um, mm. I am learning to delegate, mm. which is very hard for me. Um, I'm not any good at it. I always, you know, I'm like this, like I said, I love school. And whenever these group projects were assigned, I just told everyone, I said, don't worry about it, guys. I'll do the whole thing. I'll turn it in. No problem. We'll get an A. It's fine. So I, you know, I think, you know, I can't do the whole, this, this is one project I really, I can't do all by myself. Right. I mean, I guess I could, but it wouldn't be, um, it's not, wouldn't be nearly as good as it could be. And so, um, I think that learning to delegate Amber, another really great lesson I've learned, mm. you know, from Amber, is she said, if you can find someone that can do something 80% as well as you can let them. Mm. And that is, it's, you know, easier said than done, but, um, I have, so I have a wonderful intern. She's oh. like, just the most amazing. I got so lucky with her. Um, and then um, I also have an assistant, an editorial assistant who helps me day in and day out. And I really, now I, you know, I just can't imagine doing this without them. But I think that that's been a huge lesson for me is learning how to hire people mm. um, and who how to work with them. I think that, you know, learning to use, my mom told me this, but she's, you know, learning to use employees effectively is really hard. It's, it's, it's figuring out how to work best with them, you know, and my biggest hurdle was just hiring them in the first place. It took me way too long to get there, but now that I've done it, I don't know why I waited so long. <laughs> um, I think that that's been kind of what I'm working on right now, just with my, my little team. Oh. Well, it's so awesome and it's it's it might be a small team but doing so much and to know that you have this team around you that's assisting with all things that that you have going on is so cool and you guys are doing an incredible job. I know you always have something coming up. There's always something fun up your sleeve. Uh, what's next for you? To be totally honest, what's next is um picking up my son from school. <laughs> it is uh, I think that you know that's been like kind of the one of the biggest changes since having uh, my son for me is just that mm -hmm. the answer to what's next is it's a less of these big, big moments and big goals. It's really taking things day by day, yeah. um, small bite-sized uh, moments and chunks of time and just kind of taking it as it comes. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm working on some really fun projects with clients right now and um, just keeping keeping the blog up, you know, right. Still doing the punch list every, every Thursday. That's what's next. I'm going to start working on uh, next week's punch list. <laughs> so oh. that's, um, that's what's on the agenda. Well, this has been so much fun just to be able to unpack. I feel like I could talk to you forever, but unpack so much of your career and all of the behind the scenes of your amazing blog and business. Is there anything we didn't cover that you'd like to? I mean, I don't think so. You've asked some great questions. I Aww. hope that it's even been interesting yes. and um, that people take something away from it. I'm so grateful to, to get to talk to you and that people listen. And like, I'm just, yeah, I guess just a thank you to all the followers um, that are 
that have stuck with me and that are still interested in following along. Yes. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And and there's there is. There's so much to come. And I love just so many different elements. I'm gonna be listening to this later and I'm gonna be looking at my notes like, yes, oh, I love that. There's so many takeaways to think about. And I know for me, as I've listened, one of them, you know, you've mentioned quite a few different ladies that have been helpful in your in your life and in your career um, through friendship and collaborations and all kinds of different things. So I would love to ask you, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? There are so many <laughs> fabulous people that should be on this. I mean, that are far more interesting than I am, but really <laughs> and truly. All. I mean, they just, I think, you know, that's been one of the greatest things about this job is the people I've gotten to meet along the way. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just thinking through a couple of people that off the top of my head, um, Cece Barfield would be amazing. Um, she's an interior designer, so talented. Um, of course, I would be remiss if I did not mention Taylor Tomasi Hill, yes. uh, my first boss, and Isla Gaunt. She's um, an amazing art advisor. So I, that's who comes to mind first. But um, oh. again, there's just so many. I'll just send you a list of oh, names. You're the best. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bradley. And you all will have to stay tuned for a potential episode with Cece, Taylor, Isla. Oh my goodness. And I am familiar with with most of them. And I think Taylor has, has been recommended many times. So perhaps we do need to track her down because that's a consistent theme. Well, Bradley, again, this has been so much fun. I'm going to be smiling ear to ear today just thinking of, of this conversation and the encouragement that you brought. I know many of those of you who are listening are already familiar with Bradley. I'm sure you guys follow her. But Bradley, where can listeners connect with you? Uh, you can find me. Well, you can always connect with me. Email me anytime. My email's on the Instagram. Um, you can find me on Instagram at bagather and um, bradleyagather.com. Oh. Awesome. Well, you all will have to stay tuned. Bradley always has amazing updates for us. And again, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.